Liquor Talk, new episode starts now. Welcome, one. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Liquor Talk, the Liquor Talk podcast. It's your ball pod, Boss Victor. Thank you for joining me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts at. Hello, June. We are, I cannot believe we're in June already, but we are in June, ladies and gentlemen. And today, to kick off the month of June, I have a podcast of Helen from Washington. She is the She's the host of the antithesis of Superwoman. It's Miss Vaughn. And she's also a family, you rattler. Hallelujah. I finally got a rattler home. How you doing today, Vaughn? <laughs> How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Fam, you in the building, okay? We all over. Yes, we all over the place. We got rattlers on the West Coast. We got rattlers on the East Coast. We got rattlers in the South we everywhere. Everywhere. Nothing like that HBCU pride, even though some of the other HBCUs love to hate, but, you know. You know, I realize that when it's just us, when it's the HBCUs, we're going to come at each other. But when it's PWIs or somebody else trying to come at HBCUs, we join together. We all family at the end of the day. So, but they know who the best is. Yes, they know. They know who the best is, whether they want to admit it or not. But you're right. You're right. I'm I'm gonna fight for my um HBCUs, but unless unless um you know, but when we amongst each other, we already know who the best is. We everywhere. Absolutely. People can't keep their names out of their mouth. They can't. Well, look, they really can't. Well, let's get into it. Talk to me about your podcast, the antithesis of Superwoman. Like, how did you come up with this, and what's it all about? So thank you so much. The antithesis of Superwoman has been quite a journey. Really, it started with what I was going through in my own life. Um, I had reached a point. I was pregnant with my second child, and I was trying to do everything that I normally do um, on my work requirements, everything else. And I was super, super sick. And I was just feeling like I was failing. And God had to tell me, like, chill, chill. I still love you. And what I want you to do is I want you to do this podcast to tell other people that they need to chill, that they need to stop trying to be Superwoman or Superman because we ain't built for that. We've never been built for that. So take the cape off. It's not meant to fit us. And let's do what we're supposed to do to be a whole person because that's when we show up as our best selves. Wow, wow, that that's very interesting that you say we're not built to be Superman or Superwoman when life just throws everything at us and then society ain't helping either. They society adds even more pressure. Like, how does one fight through all this pressure to not be Superman or Superwoman? I think what we have to do is be more self-advocates. I think a lot of times we do exactly what society tells us to do, especially I want to say in our communities, communities of color, because typically when we don't do what society wants us to do, there's issues. It could be deadly, but we're learning and realizing that that's going to happen regardless. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter what you do, what you wear, how you're showing up in a boardroom. You can still at the end of the day be treated unfairly because of what you look like. So be yourself advocate, stand up for yourself and stand up for the fact that you value, that your desires matter, that your goals matter just as much as everyone else's. That's real. That's definitely real. And by the way, congratulations on a year in the podcasting game. Congrats on that. Thank you. I'm a baby in the people. game, but I'm excited. No, hey, hey, you're a seasoned veteran now, you know what I'm saying? You're under your belt, you good, you know what I'm saying? Because... You know, you know, you get a lot of people who start the podcast, but they don't even make it past the seventh episode or they don't even make it to the year long mark. So tell the people what made you keep this thing going once you got it started? Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing that has kept me going is the fact that it wasn't my idea. So literally the podcast is something that I felt God told me to do. He told me to start the podcast. He gave me the name for the podcast and um, 
he told me to use it as a tool to help encourage people. I didn't think anybody was going to listen to me. I didn't think anybody was going to be interested in what I had to say. I don't have any super special letters behind my name. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to show up and do what I'm supposed to do in obedience and then hope that it works out. So that's really, honestly, to be real, what's kept me going because otherwise I would have stopped a long time ago because I've been doing a pulling a lot of late nighters uh, to, to get this stuff taken care of. So the podcast is a whole job. Like, I don't think people realize that doing a podcast is a whole job. Yes. Doing a podcast is definitely a whole job, man. Not many people are cut out for that because they, especially if the grind, if the money ain't coming, you know what I'm saying? Because I learned that, Podcasting is something you got to have it in you. Either you have it or you don't. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of people, they realize they don't because so many people, they start their podcast because of quarantine, you know what I'm saying? Because they stuck in the house not doing nothing. So, oh, let me start a podcast. Let me get all the benefits. But no, you got to put that work in. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people think they do a couple podcasts and then they're going to take off and be the number one podcast in the nation and that's not that's not how it goes <laughs> yes that's definitely not how it goes so what's what's something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you got started oh oof. i think i wish i would have known the art of bulk recording before i got started um I think that's probably the biggest thing. Bulk recording and the fact that I would need to really get a lot better at social media. I am not a person that is on social media that much, but when you do a podcast and you're trying to get the word out, you have to be on social media. So those, I think, are the two things I wish I would have known prior to is to kind of just get get buckled up and ready for that. Yes, I definitely agree with you there. Now, I try to do that bulk podcast thing and just take a break and release. But I found in like the second month of my break, I'm like, I'm getting that itch to record again. So it's like when my when my anniversary month came, I was like, okay, fuck all these bulk episodes. They getting dropped, you know what I'm saying? Because I got the itch to record fresh new material because so much was happening and so much I want to speak about. So that's why sometimes I don't. Yeah, and that's why sometimes I don't recommend bulk recording to people because you never know you might have that itch to record again because something pressing you or something like may have happened to you and you never know. Yeah, I hear you. I have, I'm on the other side. I've never bulk recorded. So uh, I'm kind of hoping that I can get the itch at one point. So I'm looking to at least try to bulk record at least one time. To, to help a sister out a little bit because these late nights, early mornings are tiresome sometimes. Oh, I know how you feel. I know how you feel the late nights, the early mornings, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I tell myself to keep going because, you know, it's going to pay off, you know what I'm saying? Because the ones, because you're further along than you are, right, then you would just give up. So it's like, because if you quit, you're looking like, dang, um, I just quit and I done did all this work. You might as well just keep going and like see it through. Absolutely. Well, I can't quit. I'm in obedience. I'm walking in obedience. So I got to do what I was told to do. And also, uh, like you said, we put too much work in. We put a lot of time in. And then who are you letting down? You know, it could be that one person you could be helping or inspiring. And by you not doing your job and not showing up, you're not helping them anymore. Plus we fam you ones. That's yeah. not how we do. No, nah, yes, that's not, that's exactly not how we do. It's like, it's amazing how many people just I've touched like doing podcasts. Like I'm meeting people in whole different states because of technology, because uh, like, hey, now I got connections in so many states because of podcasts. And so it's too, I done made too many connections to give up soon. So like, speaking of that damn good university fam, you, how do you think you've inquired, how do you think the Rattler has come out in you in, being in your podcast. Look, I bleed orange and green, okay? I'm forever a rattler. I I think 
I don't know that it's come out specifically to where I'm like always repping fam verbally or audibly, but it's just in how I do things. It's how I conduct interviews. It's how I prepare for the podcast. I'm a fam you through and through, so it's going to show up in everything I do. I definitely agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Because going through FAMU, going through the mess I went through at FAMU, it teaches you you got to be prepared for everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why it's like I'll have a wave of interviews of people I've done podcasts with because I'm so prepared for it. Absolutely. Like, I got some interviews sitting because in the FAMU was like... <laughs> exactly. Because FAMU has been like that ultimate place of networking. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. But like I said, how you plan on going to homecoming this year? No, not this year. I'll probably try to go next year, but look, I'm avoiding big crowds right now. Oh, you doing the whole social distancing thing? Yes, look, I ain't playing about this pandemic, so... I'm good this year, but next year I'll be up in a place. I'm also I'm a game time decision. I gotta think about it. You know, I gotta see how life goes. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, after having COVID, which I don't wish on nobody, it's like I tell everybody, like I feel good now. It's like I didn't had the damn thing, so it's like there's nothing yeah. you can tell me about it. So it's like I, I don't I don't wish it on nobody, but after you overcome it, it's life changing. Yeah, well, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad you're on the other side. Yes, I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad I'm on the other side. Like, it's like I tell everybody I've done a podcast with when I tell them that, they're like, oh my God, oh my God. Yes, it's bad, but hey, it's worth it to not have to go get a vaccine or some of that, you know. But talk to me about your seasons on your podcast. How you come up with your seasons for your podcast? So my first season, honestly, um, I was just going off of topics that I felt were good topics to talk about and address at the time. So I didn't really have any rhyme or reason to it. Uh, my second season that just started in January has been about growthish. So it's like, if you're doing all this growth on the inside, you're working on yourself on the inside, that needs to be reflected on the outside. So that means your relationship should be looking right. Your bank account should be getting better. Everything that, that you do on the outside should be looking better because you're growing on the inside. So that's what this season is focusing on. Mm, mm. So what's the biggest thing you've learned about growth in doing this season of your podcast? I think the biggest thing I have learned, that is a great question, has been that there is grace in growth. I think a lot of times, especially when you've been raised to uh, be successful and achieve, you know, your parents stay on you to do well. You almost have this like little voice inside that kind of beats you up when you don't do right or when things don't come out perfect. You can have that um, syndrome. And I think that grace to me has been one of the biggest things that has allowed me to grow through this process. So that's probably what I would say I learned. That's real. That's real. Now, how does one accept encouragement from someone you would not expect to get encouragement from? Yeah. I checked out that episode. Rest in peace to DMX. You know what I'm saying? It's like so many people are like, oh my goodness, he was always like this. But I'm like, why the hell y'all wait till this man passed away for y'all to give him his roses? He always been like that. He's always been like this. And that's the, that is, okay, I'm gonna keep it real. That's one of the things that bothers me. So people like DMX, Tech 9 uh, these are people who are really like out here being real about their relationship with God, about their relationship with people, about their loved ones. And I don't think they get the flowers they're due. So... I don't know. I still get a little emotional, honestly, thinking about DMX. But I think you could just learn from so many people. When I first got uh, married, one of the things that I did was I called people who were divorced. 
I call people who are married and I call people who are divorced. And a lot of people are asking me like, why would you call people who are divorced? Obviously they divorced, so they ain't do something right. And I'm like, because everyone has learning lessons, right? They can always give you lessons and things to, to grow on, things to not do. They can tell you what not to do. And honestly, I got some of the best advice from the people who are divorced than I got from the people who are married. So we have to stop looking and judging on what we think this package needs to look like before we actually listen to what they have to say. DMX was always real. He stayed real. He stayed true. He stayed, you know, he didn't hide the fact that he was struggling with um, substance abuse. He didn't hide that. But he also was praying on almost everybody's album. Like, you can't deny the fact that he had a gift. So just because he don't look like what you think he should doesn't mean that you shouldn't take his advice or his prayers. Always, always. And it's like to the people that are like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like I I felt touched when I saw him on stage live praying. During, so I said, you the man, X. You are really the man. You, like, you are not afraid to hold the hide your faith. And that's real. And Absolutely. also, and one thing I've learned about um, – and relationships is like sometimes single people give the best advice as well. Cause why? And cause, and cause they miserable us because well, they've been through it. And it's like, you know what? This is why I'm single for that reason right there. Yeah. And sometimes single people be having the best advice. Yeah. I don't think, I don't subscribe to that whole, if you ain't married, you can't talk to me. Don't give me no advice. Like that don't make no sense to me. Honestly, I think everybody has something to offer. And we shouldn't turn people down because they don't fit into the box that we're trying to put them in. Yes, they don't. It's like you can listen to the person where they say, just take everything they say with a grain of salt. Because that's what I got to do with some people when certain individuals try to give me relationship advice. I was like, I'll just take a I'll let them say their piece and just take it with a grain of salt and take what I need and keep them, keep it moving. Absolutely. Chew the meat, throw out the bones. Yes. But I have to ask another another person. How do you how do you um, go from being in Florida, being at FAMU, to being in Washington, going to Washington? Like that is a drastic change. It is, but I've never been opposed to moving because I'm actually from New Jersey. So wow. I went from New Jersey straight down to Florida and then across to to Washington State. But I came out here because of a job, and actually, it's due to FAMU because. We were at one of the career, um, what they call career fairs. And I met a fellow mm-hmm. FAMUN who worked for the agency that I work for now, and she recruited me. So that's how I ended up out here on another FAMUN's word that it was going to be okay. <laughs> wow, that is, that is the ultimate way of making connections, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like... I'm unfortunately I graduated, just stayed in Florida, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, it's like nothing wrong with Florida, don't get me wrong. But hey, if I found that personally, if I find that right opportunity, I'm gone because it's like you've been in a place for so long, it's like and you're meeting other people from other different states. I'm like, yo, what the hell? You're saying so what the hell you made you come to Florida? That's how you know it's time for you to go do follow their lead and go to another state. (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't mean you can never come back. You know, but it's always good to see what else is out there because Florida is definitely unique. There is no place like Florida. So it's good to to get out and see what else is out there a little bit. Her and I are still really good friends. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Now, getting back to your podcast, I see you done talked about financial tips and being financial. So why did you like take the initiative to include financial financial literacy in your podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because the theme is growthish and it's about having all the growth that you have on the inside reflected on the outside, that includes your money. Because if your money ain't right, you ain't you ain't feeling right. I've never met somebody who is having money, like serious money issues, not that they're not rich. That's completely different. That's status. But if you're having financial issues where you can't pay your bills, you're struggling, I've never seen them overjoyed, happy, not stressing out. Usually there's some form of stress. Usually there's um, health issues or health concerns that come from that stress. So if you get your internal self together, if you're growing internally, let's fix your finances too. Let's get our finances in order 
because that ultimately is going to help continue to push you to continue to grow and continue to stay in a growth mindset. Yes, that's real because us black folks, we definitely, we need to learn how to grow within our money and do right with our money. Myself included, I'm guilty of that as well. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you, you had that mindset of you haven't had money in a while. So you're like, Hey, let me go get some things I need. You know what I'm saying? Stuff just, learning what you, what you need to get now and what can wait. So it's like, you know, it's okay to treat yeah. yourself every once in a while, but oh, don't yeah. go overboard with it. You know? Absolutely. I think because we're not. Lit. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was you just going to say, I think one of the issues is that we haven't been taught what to do a lot. So there's a lot of things, a lot of, um, tips and things that we could utilize that we've never known about that we don't think are important because it wasn't taught to us. It's been kept secret, you know? So I think now is the time to kind of, to change the game on that and kind of get aware of what we need to do so that we can actually help our financial situation, not just for us, but for our family too. We all need to win. Yes, we do. We all need to win with this financial situation because it's like, now the technology is here. There's just no excuse for us to not say, hey, I know our generation wants up, but we got to make sure the next generation is good. So that way they don't have to go through the same issues we've been going through. It's like in all phases of life, it feels like us black folks, we just behind the eight ball because we just a lot of things weren't taught to us. Yeah, they were intentionally kept from us. Intentionally. So, yeah. Yes, they were definitely intentionally kept from us, you know what I'm saying? So getting back to your podcast again, like, what have you learned about yourself from, like, hosting this your own podcast? Uh, well, I learned that I can be more consistent than I thought I would be. Um, thankfully, from it's been a year and I have not missed a week. I may have been late a day or so, <laughs> may have been late in the week a couple of times, but I've never actually missed a week. So I'm really happy that I've been consistent for a year. To me, that's big because that's something that I struggle with, with some of my own things. And that comes from the whole superwoman complex, putting my stuff down for myself to do something for everybody else. Now I'm actually doing something for myself. Yes, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm glad you're doing something for yourself. You, you're actually the first person I've heard that say, I'm, do, I'm doing this podcast for me. That's bold. Yeah. Well, I had to be obedient. Look, I ain't trying to mess stuff up. I ain't trying to mess stuff up at all. I definitely agree with you over not trying to mess stuff up. So, so what you got planned for your podcast in the future? Well, I'm hoping to get more interviews. I'm hoping to connect with more people. That's really what I'm trying to do now. I've just finished up a series um, about purpose and pivoting. And it was called When Purpose Has No Place for Your Plans. And I just really love being able to connect with people and hearing the stories of people that typically a lot of people share uh, more than what I thought they were going to share. And it was just really touching to be able to connect with people in that way. So I'm looking forward to doing more interviews. I want to talk about therapy because I think therapy and mental health is important, especially in our community. So there's a lot of things I have that I'm trying to work on that I hope to bring to fruition this year. That's what's up. That is what's up. I definitely agree with you there. You know what I'm saying? Because the one thing I've learned about having people on my podcast is like we all go through the same things. We all have like the same goals. We all have the same ideas of how we want to attack this thing. You know what I'm saying? We all have similar ambitions of what we want to do with our podcast. And it's like that's the one thing I've learned about that. And everybody is just basically trying to stay consistent. Yeah, that's the biggest part. Yeah, because it's like I know people that they'll be consistent, but then one week they off, and um, <laughs> it's just that's it. Now, I know it happened to me earlier this year because once again I had COVID, and once once you get COVID, oh. it's just everything's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was about to say that don't really count. Yeah, because even then I went two weeks without doing that. I was like, once once I started feeling well, I was like, okay, now that this thing up, up I hit my people up like, hey. I hope y'all ready to go because I'm like, 
I'm foaming at the mouth to get back on this mic. And I'm like, that's what I learned. And it's like, that's how you know you're passionate about something. Where you're just like, look, I hope y'all ready to go. Get y'all drinks ready because I'm ready to record. You know what I'm saying? Because I haven't recorded in a minute. Absolutely. Yeah, this is really like a second. It's definitely become a passion project for sure. Yes, it's always. It's always become a passion project. And also... You're you right when you say you never, never know who's watching you and stuff. Because even people I've had on my podcast, on their podcast, it's like, they were like, damn, man, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I said, really? Wow. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's awesome and it's crazy. But I'm just like, hey, reach out to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. Remember, the more you drink, the better I sound. I got Miss Vaughn from the anti antithesis of Superwoman. Now we got getting into some topics. You know what I'm saying? So, so Vaughn, talk to me about something. Why is it that women for years? I hate to put you on the spot for about the women, but hey, I got oh, to. Lord. Why is it for years women will ask a man for a man's opinion? They will. They will always be like, "Oh, we want men to open up, open up." But time they open up. And start voicing their pain about how they really feel. It's the end of the world and all hell is breaking loose. <laughs> well, Why do you feel okay, like women that, have that mindset of not really wanting to listen to what I stand for? It's not that. It's not that at all. So I think it's a, a few things. It's a layered topic. You know, one thing I will say about women, we are very layered. Men are layered too, but they like to act like they're not. But we are very layered. I think we have a little bit more layers. So it could absolutely be tone in how you are framing what you're framing. Because if you go for weeks saying, we like, what you thinking? What's on your mind? I want to know. you like, nothing, nothing. I don't know. I don't know. And then you finally say something and it's like, either the tone is off or the way you said it was wrong. That's going to be an issue. Because we've been asking you for weeks, and now that you finally say it, this is how you say it, that's not okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is sometimes, I'm not going to say all the times, but sometimes in certain situations with certain people, they may be asking you something, expecting you to say something specific. And when you don't say it, if you don't say what they want you to say, then yeah, they may have a problem with it. Other times I would say, maybe you just ain't uh, working with the right folks because you should be able to speak your piece. You should be able to be heard. Your voice matters. So just like I tell women to lay the cape down, I'm telling men to do the same thing. So self-advocate, use your voice. And if a person's not trying to hear you, then maybe you need to talk to somebody else. Ooh, all valid points. But it seems like it may not even be the people you're trying to talk to. It's like people that are like on social media that they'll see a YouTube clip of a man speaking his mind and be like, oh, it's the end of the world and stuff. And honestly, um, this one guy named Kevin Samuels, I know you've oh, heard of him, Lord. but I haven't even heard of him before people on social media were bashing the man. And I'm like, what the hell y'all bashing the man about? And then I hear some opinions that people might not agree with. And I'm just like, but y'all been wanting a man's opinion for years. Y'all been saying, oh, we love to hear what us men think and stuff. But then when y'all get some women get it, it's the end of the world. So, okay, I'll say this about Mr. Kevin Samuels. I have not watched his show. I've seen clips of certain things that he says. And what I will say is the issue I think a lot of people have with him is a lot of times he may be saying decent points. His delivery is terrible. He speaks from a place of arrogance. And he also says opinions as though they are fact. And that's a problem. Because your opinion on what you think somebody is a five or a six or an eight or a ten, that's an opinion. That's not fact. And another thing I will say about him is he sometimes compares, it seems like his, what he uses to make judgments off of people, because he is judgy from what I've seen. Um, the things that he uses to make comparisons or judgments of people 
are typically imbalanced. So he seems to be more judgmental towards women than he is towards men. Mm. Now, I now I do. I've seen the videos where he was going in on men. It was like where he called one man out for being short, being fat, not having a job, and not having a big, you know what. I've seen them videos of him going in on men, and I'm like, okay, my dude, calm down. <laughs> but see, like, nobody really be talking about those. Yeah, but that's because people don't be researching. People don't be dig, don't be doing their homework before they open their mouth. That's why they don't know nobody ever finds videos about we going in on men. Yeah, I haven't seen. I've only seen clips. I don't follow him. Um, I don't plan on following him. But I will say um, the one that stuck out to me the most was the one where the woman was asking, like, why couldn't she find a man? And she, you know, had a good job and everything like that. And basically, he just told her she was ugly and <laughs> was like, that's kind of terrible. And solely based on opinion. So, I mean, I don't know. I think with situations like him, when you speak your opinion as though they are facts, and when you speak as though you're coming from a place of arrogance and judgment, it's not taken very well. Delivery is everything. And his delivery, I think, is intentional, but it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. That's that's real, I guess. So do you think us men need to work on our delivery when we talk to you women? I think yes, especially if you're talking about you women. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember I mean to say it like that, but just women in general, because it's like, hey, to put you on the spot, but it's like it just sometimes it just comes off as men and women are always going at each other. I think communication is a big thing, but it's not just, I'm not just going to be here and point fingers at the men. It's not just the men. Women need to work on communication too. People in general need to work on communication. And I think one of the biggest things they need to do is work on communication style because my communication style where I'm from is extremely direct. I have no problem being direct. That is my go-to. That's my normal. That's who I am. When I moved to the South, a lot of people like to talk in parables. They like to talk in stories. They like to say all types of stuff that kind of goes around a corner to get to the point. So those are two different communication styles. Doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong, but you're going to have to learn how to work together so that you can understand each other and not be offended by each other. Because I had plenty of people offended by what I was saying to them because I was so direct. When I was just telling them, the same thing they would have told me in a parable. Hmm. Do you think it was your tone or anything? It could be because like, I have a direct tone. I, I can be very cut and dry. So it's not intended to sound disrespectful or anything like that. But when people are used to a softer tone, especially from a woman, when they're used to a softer tone and they don't get that, then yeah, they can be, they can be offended by the tone. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Um, I like I said, living in Florida, I've dealt with some, I've dealt with some women from up north. I dealt with some from New York, and I dealt with some from uh, like Milwaukee. And I'm like, you know what? Some of them, some of them are just some straight assholes. I'm not. Just, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna keep it one hundred. But hey. But I know it's not everybody, but I've met some cool people from up north too, you know. Oh gosh. Well, I'm from Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl, so Yeah, listen, I actually did a podcast like two weeks ago with a podcast and podcast, a married couple from New Jersey. Um shout out to Shaw and Mel from the Unprofessional Opinion Podcast. Gotta check them out, by the way, because I was on their podcast and they were on mine. They they some good, cool folks uh, up in New Jersey. So that's what's up. Jersey yeah. represents. Yes, Jersey representing. So now staying with the theme of men versus women. Now, why is it that women now is like, why is it that we men and women just see each other as the enemy and just instead of uniting? Because back in the days, it was always the black household, men and women working together as a unit. But now it's like women then got so caught up in feminism and stuff. And it's just 
now they see a man as an enemy when they ain't really the case. So it's like, do you ever notice that in society, like, like I said, men and women are always going at each other. It's just in our society when like in the black community, which don't make any sense. Well, so let me ask you first, how deep you want to go into this? We can go as deep as possible because it's like, I understand because I was on another podcast and I thought about it. I said, wow, it's like history shows us there's so many things that just cause the black family to just separate and go at each other. So we can go very deep if you like. It don't matter. Okay. I mean, you know, we fam, you was up in here. So we know uh, our yeah. history. And yeah, so we do. one of the things I would say, I think it started with first obviously being enslaved and then they were pitting village um, different tribes against each other so that was the first separation and then they further divided that and started putting men against women and they did that through all different types of means right mm. through violence through um rape through selling people, selling um, enslaved married couples to separate plantations. You know, they did all the things that they can do to try to cause a divide, even to the point of uh, a woman would be raped by their master and the husband would get mad at the woman, like the woman could do anything, right? So I think a divide was caused very early on and you know our footprint here in America, because they know united we can't be stopped. But if we're divided, it makes things easy. So if you have this going throughout the course of history, you take it down to when our men were going off to war and the women had to step up and work. Then when the men came back, they couldn't get jobs. Well, guess guess who was getting blamed for that? Black women. <laughs> we were getting blamed for that. You know, when we were, um, if you're on government assistance, well, if you're on government assistance, if you're in Section 8, the rules used to be you couldn't have a man with you. That's another way to cause divide, you know? So there's a lot of things that have been set in place systematically for us here. I mean, I can't speak to all the different countries, but for us here, there's been a lot of things placed systematically for us to cause a to be divided, to now is just ingrained in our society. It's ingrained in us, it's how we're used to being. So now it's a struggle or a challenge to try to come together. It really is because it's like, um, it's sad that, because I used to work in the um, state office and I used to see it like, I see the people, they'll get more benefits with the man not being in the house and then and the, whether in, whether having a man in the house, and if the man ain't there, they trying to hit him for child support. And I've heard stories that they said the women say, "Oh, I wasn't really trying to put him on child support, but in order to get these benefits, you had to." But also, I see men not really <clears throat> stepping up and taking care of their kids or taking care of their woman. It's like, nah, like yeah, they some men just don't have that mindset of look, don't go get them benefits. We don't need them. I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna go make make it happen. It's just. It's like our society is so caused, like, what is it going to take to change this? It's like, it might take a miracle, it feels like. I think it's going to take just people coming together and actually wanting to be unified, right? I think that's the biggest thing. If you feel it's more worth it for the benefits, and like you said, men, there's a lot of men that don't step up either. And... Mm -hmm. I think that brings up another interesting fact because that kind of leads into the whole antithesis of superwoman movement where, you know, women, especially black women, are expected to be superwomen. So a lot of times we take care of the kids, we work full time, we clean the house and we're also taking care of the man. And the man has gotten I mean, shoot, they did a whole movie on it with baby boy, you know, to where certain men have gotten comfortable with being taken care of instead of being the one stepping up and leading. So, and then you have that divide because now the woman is tired and it's like, you need to step up and be a man. And the man is like, well, shoot, I ain't had to for however many years. You ain't going to make me do that. I'll just go to somebody else, you know? So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things at play here, 
but ultimately it takes us wanting to be united. And I think we start, we're starting to see that more often now in media because before we weren't seeing it at all. But I think now we're starting to see it more often in media with like the Black Love series and um, just having Black couples show up in spaces on media. I think that kind of helps to show that it can actually happen, that it's happening, that people are really out here living that life and being unified and aren't at each other's throats. It's more than just the Cosby Show dream, you know? Yes, it is. That's exactly what we need to see more of. We because I get sick. That's why I get sick of like some Hollywood actors who always show toxic black love. It gotta be the black woman gotta go through all this hell just to get the get the right black love. Even the brothers go through hell from the women. It's just when that ain't really the case, and it's just I get tired of seeing the toxic black love when the case is not really like oh you gotta go through all this to get the real love. When in some yeah. cases out here, it's just. You don't have to go through that with certain people because you got some people that will step up, but too many people miss those opportunities. You know why? They probably DMing the wrong people and they probably turning down the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? Am I do I believe everybody is the right person? No. But I feel like there are some people out here that they do deserve a chance more than others. But yeah, I've learned over the years that people we always ignore what we need and go for what we want. Look, that's a whole message right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that definitely is. Um, but getting back to uniting, it's like I feel like us people, we gotta, we gotta just learn how to, to, to take the help from it, no matter what form it comes in, because so many times we miss out on blessings by just ignoring what form it comes in. I agree with you. I think that there are times. I think now, especially in the age of social media. It's been, uh, men have been like, if this woman ain't looking like this, this, and that, I don't need her. And women have been like, well, this man can't afford this, this, and that. I don't need him. You see that a lot in social media. I don't think that's always an accurate depiction of everybody, but that's what you tend to see the most. That's what seems to get the most shine. And I think that we got to stop that narrative. We got to stop the narrative that you got women trying to get butt injections and lipo and all this just so that they can look like what they think a man wants. And then you have Mm -hmm. men who are just not worried about being mature or working on any growth internally, being emotionally available or anything like that. They're just trying to climb the ladder because they feel like as long as I got money, I'm always going to be able to get a woman. And it takes more than that to actually have a healthy relationship. That's definitely true. It's like, and it's like, I feel like our society in that case has just been so materialistic because of what's been portrayed in the media and stuff. It's like, yeah, it may look good on Instagram or social media, but can't, can they cook for you? Can they, can, can she or he cook for you? Can she or he be there for you mentally when you're down? You know what I'm saying? Can she he take that damn cake from you? You know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> going into your podcast now, right. where you don't have to be Superman or Superwoman for them. Mm-hmm. So can y'all come together and just take the cake from each other? That's the real question. Yeah. And can you just have fun with each other? Like, I think one of the things that we kind of ignore mostly is, all right, can you actually be this person's friend? Like at the end of the day, when you're looking at 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, you still want to be able to like the person, you know, and if you get together for the right reasons, well, then that's going to be hard to do. But if you guys are actually friends, you enjoy each other's company, then that's going to be what helps bring you through. Yes, I agree with that, but the scary thing is getting stuck in that damn friend zone because it's like, because it's like some people can enjoy your company to where they just only see you as a friend, and I'm just like, and it's so heartbreaking to where it's like that's crazy. Like if you see me, you should see me as a as a friend. If you only see me as a friend, that's heartbreaking because it's like I know there's more to me than just a friend, you know. Absolutely, I think. That is unfortunately something that people can get stuck in. So you do have to be careful. You have it's the intent is to make sure that you are clear with what you want, right? So yeah, it's good to be friends, absolutely. But if I've made the intent known that I want to be more than that, then you can't get strung along because you're not going to be sitting around playing 
hoping that one day they'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, be real up front. Then that way you don't have to waste your time if it's not what they're looking for. Always, always, always. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. Remember, the more you drink, the better we sound. Now, getting into our discussion about being super people, because it's it's hard out here. And it's like we're having to be Superman and Superwoman. It's like, and your, and your podcast tells everybody to stop trying to be that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. how do people just stop being Superman and Superwoman when sometimes it's them they, they just got themselves or they having to be a super person for somebody who probably ain't being a super person for them. Like, how does one stop being a superhero? I think you have to stop trying to be a superhero because you have to realize that stuff ain't real. Like, I think one of the things that we don't think about, which is why people get so upset with, like, if movies aren't as depicted as comic books or something like that, is that this stuff is not real. Like there is no real life superhero. And if there was a real life superhero, they probably have high blood pressure. They probably be paranoid. They probably be potentially trigger happy, depending on what their superhero um, powers are, you know, so they would have a lot of issues. They want to be able to sit down and watch TV. They always on call. They're not going to be able to spend time with their family. They're probably not even going to be able to have a family if they wanted one because there's no time. So let's be real. Let's humanize the superhero. And then once we can actually humanize the superhero, then we realize we don't need to be a superhero. We just need to be our best selves. And once we're our mm -hmm. best selves, we're going to be better than any superhero out there. Yes, yes, yes. That is so real. And also... People got to realize sometimes you're trying to be a superhero for this person, but this person ain't feeling you like that. And also, sometimes you go above and beyond, and then a person just expects that out of you all the time. And then the time you let your foot down or just let your guard down, they own somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so I think ultimately, at the end of the day, if there's any time for you to put on a cape, it's for yourself, not for anybody oh. else. That doesn't mean that you can't help other people. That doesn't mean you can't show up for other people, support other people. What that means is you're not going to do so at the expense of yourself, your health, your benefit. So make sure that if you are supporting people and if you're helping people, that's cool, but don't do it at the expense of yourself. That's essentially what I'm trying to say when I tell people to lay the cave down because we're, we're getting burnt out. We're getting stressed out. We're putting our dreams aside because we're trying to help everybody else achieve theirs. And that's not what we're put on this earth to do. So we need to recognize that. You cannot show up and be Superwoman or Superman for anybody else if you can't do it for yourself. Agreed. That's definitely agreed. It's like, and also you got to look at it. Is this person being Superman or Superwoman for you? Is that's the other question? Are they matching your energy? And if they're not, then you really just need to put that cape away or put it on for someone who is matching your energy and who is like, will let you have a day to rest. You know what I'm saying? Who can take the lead and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because we in 2021 now people out here working together. It's just now, now I'm, so I tell my brothers, it's like if a woman's out here making you do everything, you need to drop up fast and ladies don't settle for no man, make you do everything either because it's men and women out here doing everything for each other that don't really have to. That is true. I think it is very important that the energy needs to be matched. And it doesn't need to be matched in the same exact things, the same exact categories, but the energy needs to be matched for sure. That's important. You can't be putting yourself out there for people and then they're not showing you anything in return. But that kind of goes into how much do you value yourself? How much do you value what you bring to the table? Because if you value what you bring to the table, then you're going to have boundaries in place where you're not going to let people do that to you. You know what I'm saying? They may get you once because they caught you slipping, but they ain't going to get you again, you know? Always, always. Now, how does people, now, how do single people put down the cape, you know what I'm saying, and stop going so hard? Like, do you need to just take the mental health days from work? Do you need to just call out from work? and say and do what you have to do in that case absolutely take the mental health day 
do take a mental health week if you can. You know, really look at yourself, how you value yourself, what's important to you, how what's going on in your life right now aligns with what's important to you. Because a lot of times that's another thing. We have a, a superhero cape on and we're trying to do all this stuff for everybody. And at the end of the day, we lose sight of who we are and what we want. And we need to, and that's inclusive of work because work, they will work you until you die. So, and then they will advertise your job the next week. So That's it, what any job yeah, I mean, and that's business, right? It's nothing personal. It's absolutely business, but you have to recognize that you are a person. So even though it may not be personal for them, it's personal for you because this is your life and your hours and your tears and your sweat, your work, whatever you put into it. So you have to recognize that as a person, you have to take care of yourself because your job is not going to do that. It doesn't matter how many perks they come with at the end of the day. It's a job and you need to make sure that you're pouring into yourself and that you are being replenished or else you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. Yes, always. You definitely need to be replenished. You definitely need to um, replenish yourself. And also you need to cut off people who ain't benefiting you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like people definitely need to get selfish and you know, and that's the, that's the main thing I get from your, I'm checking out your podcast. Like, People need to put down the cape, stop being a superhero for everybody, and just, just get selfish. Well, the thing is, it's not even selfish because if I pour into myself, if I do what I'm supposed to do for me, right, then I'm at my best self to be able to help everybody else. If I have a cup and it's completely full because I've poured into my cup, then that means I can share with more people. But if I only got this much in my cup, and I got 20 people trying to get something, that ain't going to work. I just don't have it. I don't have the capacity. But if you actually pour into yourself and build yourself up, you have a higher capacity to help more people. And I think as a society, we got it so backwards because we're taught pour into everybody else first and then focus mm -hmm. on yourself. But in reality, if you focus on yourself first, then you can pour into more people. I mean, that's just like... Well, I, everybody uses analogy, but the airplane analogy, right? If something happens and it loses air cabin pressure, you put the mask on yourself first before you put it on somebody else. That's because you may end up fainting before you actually finish helping that person if you don't put your mask on. So it's important to take care of yourself. It's necessary. Yes, yes. And also, you definitely need to um, take care of yourself. Now, what's your tips for the parents out there? Because I know we just had Mother's Day and Father's Day is coming around. How do you, like, take some time for yourself knowing you got a kid, you know what I'm saying? It's like, shout out to all my parents out there. I ain't a, I'm a parent out there. I'm not a parent yet, but I'm, I'm looking out for y'all asses. Don't say I don't love you, by the way. <laughs> well, I got two. And if I knew the answer to that question... I'm going to be honest. I don't have the answer to that question right now. Damn, she's telling everybody not to be a superhero, and she don't even know how to not be the superhero for the <laughs> Look, I keep it real. I didn't say I have everything together. This is a journey we on together. I'm trying to figure this out just as much as everybody else, right? So yeah. I don't have the answer to that. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old, and they are a lot of work. They come with a mm. lot of energy, and it's hard to not put them first. Especially the younger they are, the more you have to put them first because they're not as independent, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that there is a time and a place for everything, right? Everything has a season. So there's going to be seasons where, yes, you are going to have to put them first. And then there's going to be seasons where you can pull back. And then next thing you know, they'll be helping you and putting you first, right? So I think we just have to endure the seasons and be open to the season and not be so hard on ourselves if we don't get everything right 100% of the time, you know, because yes. parenting, we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, and honestly, that's what helped me forgive my mom for some things. It's like parents don't always get it right. So it's like the important thing is they were there. So that's, I, hell, I even forgive my dad for not being there. It's like, because yeah, he had to do what he had to do. So it's like you forgive him, but you know what I'm saying? But you remember, but you forgive him because I know it's not easy. I tell 
I tell my husband, I say, look, the issues with the world are from parent issues. It's parents. You know, parents don't know what they're doing. They try their best. Most parents try their best, right? So that impacts the kids. So most of the time, every time you go into therapy, they're like, well, what happened in your childhood? Because it usually stems from that. That's your most developmental time, right? So my mm-hmm. whole goal is to just not mess my kids up. I know there's going to be stuff that I'm not going to get right. I know I'm already prepared for them to come to me 20 years from now and be like, Ma, I didn't like how you did this. And guess what? I'm prepared to apologize for that because I know I didn't get everything right. I knew I wasn't going to get everything right. I'm not going to be perfect because I'm not a superhero, right? I'm just a regular person trying to do my best. But as long as I'm doing my best and I'm open to correction and I'm being real, then I think they'll be okay. I think that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. Just being honest with your kids, be able to apologize to your kids and just show them love no matter what. And then even if everything doesn't go right, it'll work out in the end. I think a lot of our issue is we have sometimes a culture that they don't want to apologize and they don't want to admit that they did anything wrong. And I think that's when you run into issues because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. All this I did for you, you should be happy. Like, well, I am thankful for the stuff that you did for me. And there's some other stuff (laughs) that that could have been dealt with better, you know? You know, I think you just hit the nail on the head about why men and women, going back to that for equipment, why men and women are always at stalemate. Nobody wants that milk yield. And everybody just wants to make somebody feel guilty. Or if a person's right, people just quit to flip back on them. Like, but what about you, though? Obviously, yes. and sometimes it's like, you know you struck a nerve when they're trying to get personal with you. Yeah. I think, yeah, responsibility and ownership is huge. And that's not even just between men and women. That's just every relationship, right? It is huge. You have to be able to take responsibility when you mess up and pointing a finger. And I've been guilty of that too. Like, well, yeah, I did that by accident and I apologize, but you did such and such. And it's important not to do that. It's important not to do the go going back and forth and just own up to what you did and be willing to apologize. Yes. Yes. Agreed. We need more of that. In 2021 and 2022, yeah. going forward, and just everybody going back and forth to each other, back and forth. And if somebody feels some type of way, you gotta, you know, you gotta watch how you live your tone and stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So tone is important, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with apologizing. I don't. I think people feel like apologizing is a sign of weakness or a sign that you're wrong as a person. And that's not true. It doesn't make you weak. And it doesn't mean that you're, as a person, are wrong. It means that the decision that you made in that time frame wasn't the best choice. And I think as long as we can start to separate that from instead of what you did was wrong to you're wrong, if we could separate that, make that distinction and recognize that I may have made a wrong decision, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong as a person hopefully it'll make things easier for people to apologize more often when they do stuff they're not too uh, proud about or that it hurts people. Yeah, so agreed, agreed. So what can people, now about to close, about to close you know what I'm saying? So what can people get from listening to your podcast? I think at the end of the day, what you can get from my podcast is encouragement, encouragement to know that you are on the right track. And if you're looking for tips to help you in some areas, if you're looking for tips to help you with, um, we talk about finances, but we do a lot of self-talk, a lot of self-reflection, what's going on in your mind. We talk about, um, we do a little bit of parenting talk, but it's really just about you being your best self, how you can show up for yourself and prioritizing yourself. That's really the theme of my podcast. So come look at my podcast, Antithesis of Superwoman, if you want some encouragement and if you want some tips on how to prioritize yourself and live your best life. Yes, yes. Lastly, overall, why do you think people need to check out your page and check out your platform? I think it's just a platform for encouragement. 
I'm looking to encourage people. My goal, my main mission in this is to build a community of encouragers, people who come to get encouraged and people who are willing to encourage other people. That is my biggest goal, because I think if we all have someone behind us, if we know someone's always in our corner, no matter what, then sky's the limit. Yes, yes, sky's the limit. Well, I want to thank you for blessing the liquor talk with your presence. I really do appreciate it. So I thank you for coming on. You know what I'm saying? This was a good topic, good conversation. I want to thank you, Ms. Vaughn. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It means more than you know. Yes, yes. And like I tell all my guests, whenever you want me to come on your platform and return the favor, I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. So whenever you want me on your platform, you just got to let me make, make it happen now. I need you to be like the unprofessional opinion and make it happen, you know what I'm saying? Because I had them on one week, then the following week they had me on. So it was a quick turnaround. So Absolutely. Let's do this. You know, family show up. We, we family up in this place, yeah. so. Yes, yes. Not like the fam you love. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that graduated from FAMU. We need some more of y'all to support the podcast. Support both of our platforms. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you went to FAMU. You got to show all the rattlers love, right. no matter what. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Love and thank you. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. And, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out the, for another edition of Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Thank you for checking out what this is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, wherever you get your podcasts at. Thank you. And always remember to tell a friend to check out a podcast. And until the next episode, we out this thing. Deuces, ladies and gentlemen. Deuces.